Welcome back to the Sharpen Podcast, a podcast aimed at minimizing future outdoor accidents by way of storytelling. Real people sharing real stories. I'm Ashley, the creator and producer of this show. Thank you to Minus 33, my all-time favorite wool clothing company, for sponsoring this episode. With over a century of wool and textile design and manufacturing experience, Minus 33 is run by people who love to be outdoors, and they want everyone, regardless of skill level or experience, to be welcome, comfortable, and safe in the outdoors. That's why they craft sustainable, high-quality merino wool under and outerwear. Check them out at minus33.com and use code SHARPEND for 15% off now until the end of December. So today I get to interview Lawson. He's fifth generation owner of a textile company in New Hampshire. Lawson loves wool and I'll let him tell you why. I also interview a guy who fell into a beaver dam and avoided hypothermia because he was prepared. His name is Mark, and Mark will tell you why he only wears wool, especially on all of his outdoor pursuits. But to hear Mark's part of the episode, you have to go to my Patreon and subscribe for the full-length episode. I hope you enjoy. It's so good to see you again. Um, I got to officially meet you at the Outdoor Media Summit in Boise, Idaho, which is such a beautiful city, by the way. Oh my gosh. And that was just last week. So, or last month, that was in September. And uh, it was such a treat to go. The, my podcast won an award for best outdoor podcast episode of 2022. And I was just so shocked and so grateful and honored to be there to accept that. And then I got to meet you there, which was so cool because I actually, and I think when I met you, I was wearing a pair of minus 33 socks that I had from, you know, a couple years prior um, that are still very much intact and have no worn spots or no holes. And I wear them out. Like I wear them all the time, but they're not worn out. So I'm really psyched to have you here to talk about the wonders of wool. So Lawson, my friend, can you please go ahead and introduce yourself to my listeners? So I'm Lawson Glidden, the president of Minus 33, which is just a you know, merino wool, uh, and we sell base layer socks, hats, balaclavas, basically any piece of gear that you would want to be made out of merino wool. We, we make that out of merino wool. We have a a very long, uh, list of different products, but, uh, that's because when it comes to wool, I feel like, and I think I said this to you at OMS, I feel like I don't sell wool. I just tell people about it and then they buy it on their own once they realize how amazing it is. Cause it's that, that misconception that I always have to mention where people think of their grandmother's sweater and it's itchy and uh, but it's so soft and comfortable and wonderful. And then it's the safest thing you can wear outside too. So it's right. just an amazing product. So, um, so, and you told me, which really was so amazing to me. And I think it really um, shines light on your passion for Um, what you do and the product that you sell is that you are the fourth, fourth generation, fifth, fifth, I'm sorry, you are the (laughs) fifth generation um, working, (laughs) like running minus 33. So tell us about that. So in 1916, my dad's 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 uncle started L.W. Packard, which was, a yeah, so it started L.W. Packard, which is a textile mill in Ashland, New Hampshire. And that ran for uh, 80 or so years until about 2002 when everyone we sold wool to 
moved overseas and everyone that we bought wool from moved overseas. And so we, we had to close down, but when we closed down that giant wool flat goods, you know, that, that facility, we opened up uh, minus 33 to sell garments, you know, and, and, and joined that whole uh, wave of, you know, manufacturing just everywhere else. But, you know, our preference is manufacturing here, which is why we bought the sock machines and we're making them right here in this facility, which I really love because now I get to design and make socks made out of mostly merino wool. Uh, so it's just an amazing journey from, you know, not thinking I would be in the textile industry at all to being here, here the president. Are. Yeah, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just excited to be here really. And then also to talk about wool, like 100% of the time, it's, it's my favorite thing. I could tell it's your favorite thing. And I could tell when I was at uh, Outdoor Media Summit that it was your favorite thing because you just get, you get, you, you light up, like you literally ignite when it's, when you're talking about wool. So it's, it's kind of fun to watch. Um, okay. So can you just tell me, you know, what, what is Merino wool and where do you get your Merino wool f- from? So Merino wool is, it's just wool, but it's finer. So, you know, like a cotton sheet with a 10,000 counts, that's just a really fine fiber. So it feels soft. So what merino wool is, is wool that's very fine. Um, and that comes from Australia, so, or New Zealand mostly. Uh, it, it has to do with the type of sheep, which is a merino sheep, but it also has to do with the climate that they, they're in. You know, the environment they're in really helps them grow the wool to be finer or softer. Um, and so almost all of our wool comes from Australia and some of it sometimes comes from New Zealand. And, and those are the two climates that really uh, work with for the the wool we're using in our garments and so it's not you know when i'm wearing my i have i have a a handful i probably have four or five um minus 33 pieces um a couple Mm -hmm. of them are socks one's the a long sleeve layer with a uh, three three quarter or quarter zip Mm -hmm. with a hood that's that i've lived in um my boyfriend's like you should probably wash that i'm like why i'm wearing it (laughs) um and I have a hat and I have um, your fingerless gloves and I love them. I love all of it. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing has worn out. It's been fantastic. But why is it so like soft to me versus, you're, you know, you think of wool, many people think of wool and they think itchiness, but you're saying it's because the fibers are just so thin. Well, yeah, those thin fibers, they're not as, um, I guess we're going to go with sturdy. So if you think of just a uh, wool sweater from, you know, you, you would imagine from, you know, or a time before those fibers were really thick and, and rugged. So when they were woven into your, uh, into your garment, they would, you know, kind of be prickly and spiky and, and that's what's hitting your skin. That's what's giving you that discomfort. But when you get them down to a nice thin, fine, very, you know, low, uh, micron is the word they use. Uh, it, it actually bends and flexes and, and your skin, you know, doesn't get itchy or, or doesn't get scratched by it. And then, you know, it, it's very soft. And then all of the properties of wool that help thermoregulate, keep the moisture off you, but don't dry out your skin. All of that stuff leads to just long-term comfort in the merino wool. So there's just a lot of different properties that, uh, you know, sheep over the thousands and thousands of years that they were evolving have have developed that we we've actually with these merino sheep really uh refined into a way that you know it's comfortable and it's it's just uh you know very very uh warm when you're cold and cold cold when you're hot you know well and one one more question too is like uh why i have some other 
synthetic fabric, long sleeve outdoor wear clothes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's actually, to be honest, it's like all I have because I'm an outdoor educator for the last 15 years. But how come when I wear minus 33, like how come when I wear that one shirt I was just talking about that I've like lived lived in, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't remember what it's called, but um, it's like I said, it's a long sleeve, has thumb holes, has a hood and it has a three quarter zip or quarter zip. That does not stink. I could mm-hmm. be smelling myself and I do not smell myself. And I have a lot of other brand uh, brands that uh, are, maybe they're not wool. Maybe it's just it's a different synthetic, but they, they kind of stink after a while. But this one doesn't stink. So is there something that you could tell me why yours doesn't do that? Yeah. And so um, merino wool and wool in general, it's antimicrobial. The the wool has natural proteins on, on it that will, uh, you know, uh, kill microbes or at least uh, limit their growth. But, um, you know, there's there's a lot of different little things going on in the wool, such as, you know, the way that it spreads the water throughout your body or the water from your body throughout the wool and the way that it, um, uh, you know, keeps the wool in the air pocket, uh, the, the water in air pockets. Uh, it basically it's it's not allowing the microbes to take hold. And that's mm. what's causing the odor. Um, you know, your sweat actually doesn't smell that bad. It's it's, it's getting into karma, yes. <laughs> and then that goes for everybody. It, it's what oh. it, it's the the microbes that are eating your sweat that's causing that. And because wool will naturally just absorb that sweat off your body and uh, spread out the water and 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 basically drag those microbes across the the proteins that 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 kill it. Uh, that is one really great reason why it's not um, stinky. The other one is the oils from your body don't absorb into wool very well. So like a synthetic will absorb those oils and then uh, kind of create a really great bed for ma- microbes to grow. And, uh, you know, so it's that juxtaposition that makes it look like, you know, wool isn't stinky at all, but really it's just uh, not letting the microbes exist. Okay. That's fascinating. Yeah. So you're not, you are, you're not going to believe this mm-hmm. and that's fine, but I'm not a liar. And, right. um, you know that sweater that what 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 sweater did you give Jay when we were at um, Outdoor Media Summit? What was that called? That piece called? That is our uh, work shirt. Um, it's you know lovingly called the shacket because it's a shirt jacket. Um, it's warm enough to be uh, a jacket, but you know it, it's light enough to be a shirt. But it uh, it's a very very nice piece. It uh, I think it's right here. <laughs> oh, that's it. Except for yeah. he, that's it. That's it. But you, ha- he, ha- you gave him the green one. I did. And yeah. um, and so he kind of lives. That's his. That's his layer. He he's got a bunch of that style, mm-hmm. um, weight, um, and it's they're usually flannels. They're usually button ups. And so he's that's his, that's very much his style of clothes of the top layer. Mm-hmm. And you gifted him that when we were at OMS last month, and he wore that last week when he flew out to go deer hunting here in Alaska on a unnamed island. I'm not going to tell <laughs> the name of the island on the mm-hmm. show, but he he went deer hunting. He flew Super Cub to go deer hunting last week, and he was hiking in that shacket, uh, green shacket, mm-hmm. um, and he actually got bit by a brown bear. Wow. And not kidding. He the bear bit him in the side. He's oh, extremely wow. lucky to have survived and um, and be okay. Just a couple of really uh, deep 
puncture wounds, nothing. It, the bear did not bite any of his um, important organs. And he, you know, just wrapped himself up with a game bag, hiked down five miles to his plane, mm-hmm. uh, picking me some angel wing mushrooms and some gray currants along the way. <laughs> Why are wow. you doing that? Just get to your plane. <laughs> yeah. He gets in his plane and he flies himself back. Um, to um, Anchorage and then goes to the emergency room and gets staples to close these, you know, massive puncture wounds from the bear's brown bear's teeth in his side. Um, that is a real true story. That's and what's incredible. so fascinating is when I looked at that sweater, there mm-hmm. were no holes <laughs> in the sweater. There was that some blood. Is- There's a bunch of blood on the sweater, but it yeah. kind of soaked in pretty well. But there were no holes. So I that had to tell you amazing. that because I, I'm like, how could this, how could he have holes in his flesh, but no holes that went through the sweater? So I wanted to share that with you. I am going to share that with everyone that I meet from <laughs> now on, because that is the coolest story about our product. I, uh, I will say that the shacket is part of our White Mountain Woolens collection. So it's not actually Merino wool. It's, it's a slightly thicker version of it, of wool. Huh? So it's uh you know, a, a thicker strand, which means that it's, it might have the added durability to resist a grizzly bear bite, I guess. I, uh, that's, uh, that's not what they're designed for, but I'm sure glad it did that. I, uh, I, yeah. I, I hope it helped at all. We're well, not you know? marketing. Okay. First, first of all, <laughs> caveat disclaimer to all of the Sharpen listeners, Lawson and I are not marketing this product as a bear deterrent or a bear, uh, bear armor. That is not what we're doing. No. I'm just shedding light on the fact that this happened, and that's crazy. That is very impressive. I mean, it's just you you think a, a brown bear, and you think powerful bite, and I'm just... Oh, and it was. then it, it, yeah. it punctured, but it didn't... Wow. That is that's just yeah he had he had like literally he had he had puncture wounds, you know, in his side from the bear bite, and then he had some scratches up here, and then some scratches down on his waist from the claws. Mm -hmm. But he he's okay, and um, he's doing a lot better, you know, yesterday and today. But yeah, that happened. So okay, moving on. Wow, I just had to share that with you. I thought you'd be so impressed. Another question I have for you is: tell me, tell us a little bit about um, why. Um, why one should wear or choose wool mm-hmm. over cotton. Okay. Well, that one is, uh, you know, one of the biggest reasons that wool is, is, is safe is that cotton, when it gets wet, it gets waterlogged. And when it gets waterlogged, it's just like, uh, you know, normal sweating, you know, it's going to evaporate all of that water and just, and conduct heat off your body. And you're just going to lose way more heat. Than if you weren't wearing a shirt at all, if you're wearing a wet cotton shirt. And that's because there's no air in the fibers. And that's where wool is different. Wool is naturally crimped. You know, all of the sheep that didn't have naturally crimping uh, hair didn't make it through the evolution process. And so what it does is it creates tiny little air pockets inside the fabric, inside the, the, you know, the strands of the wool. And then you can start heating those up with your body heat, those air pockets. So it's it basically, it allows you to create a barrier, which is what you're trying to go for with clothing between you and the elements, even if it's fully waterlogged. You know, you hike a big hike during the day, the sun goes down, it gets really cold, you're sweaty. Now you're in trouble if you're wearing cotton. If you're wearing wool, you can just start walking and your body will heat it up and you will be warm. And it's just, it's the number one safety thing about merino wool uh, is that if you get wet, 
you can warm yourself up again uh, without, um, you know, changing into dry clothes immediately. Because normally when you're in a situation like that, you don't have dry clothes available. So uh, if you if you are going out into the wilderness and there's any chance that it might be adverse or cold, you know, you are way safer in wool. And you're way more comfortable in merino wool. But wool in general is the, the safety uh, feature of this job. And, and I really like telling people about it because uh, it's just statistically way more likely. And you can talk to any, you know, search and rescue people, any, uh, any wardens, and they will tell you, you know, you're going out, it's snow, there's snow on the ground. You really need to be wearing wool, you know, it just. Well, as an outdoor educator for, you know, 15 years, I've taught my students time and time again, cotton kills. It does. Yes. So. It, uh, that's, that's the truth of it. And, and it really is just about that natural structure of wool. It has very small crimson bends in it that, and, uh, the, the makeup of wool, the, you know, the chemicals, the proteins, all of that stuff helps to trap that, those little air pockets all throughout. And, uh, you know, you just have to imagine a sheep falling in a river when it's cold. Well, it, it survived. So how, yeah. you know, it's because it, it can create that warmth inside its uh, protective shell. Very cool. So tell me a little bit about you making socks. So Minus 33 is based in New Hampshire, right? Yes. Ashland, okay. New Hampshire. We're, we're basically just, you know, if you put your finger on a map, the, the very center of New Hampshire. Okay. And, uh, and tell me about, cause you got this new sock machine, mm-hmm. right? So you can so, make socks at this, at this factory or it's not even a factory. Is it? It's just, it's the office. Well, it's the, so the office is in the LW Packard mill. So we took one of our old mill buildings and we, uh, put all of our products back uh, out there and, and boxes of wool and picking station and shipping and everything. But also we sectioned off a, a corner of the building to have you know, our six sock making machines, our boarding machine and, and all the packaging and yarn and, and all those things that go with it. And uh, so basically, you know, uh, we tried to source really good socks for a really long time from so a lot I. of places. <laughs> and it just wasn't so did I. <laughs> And we really, really wanted yeah. uh, to make like the, a good, durable, well-fitting sock with a lot of merino wool in it. And uh, we just didn't have um, either the suppliers or the wherewithal to really explain exactly how to make this sock. And so we went out and we bought sock machines and I learned how to program and maintain and and work with them. And then we bought a bunch of different yarns and just made socks until we could make a really high quality sock. And then we put it on the market. And uh, I think every day we're getting better with it. But I feel like we're making one of the best socks in the industry because we're the ones wearing it every day. You know, that's, that's the real test is. Well, so am I, I'm wearing them every day. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's the amazing part because I, uh, I mean, I, I really do like making socks and I'll, I'll just tell you that the number one thing when you're wearing socks, and this is another safety feature is that when you put on your sock, it has to be uh, form fitted to your foot, like a second layer of skin. Because if you don't do that, if you have any extra space in your sock, you're going to end up with extra um, friction. And if you have extra friction, you're going to end up with extra holes and extra blisters. You're going to blow out your sock. And once you feel that hot spot in your foot and you're 10 miles out, you you know you're going to just have a real bad day unless you've got a whole bunch of moleskin with you. Um, 
it, uh, it so when we make when we made our socks you know we looked at what was out there everyone was trying to was making these big you know either baggier socks or bulkier socks or socks that um, have a lot of you know nylon or you know for durability in them but they weren't making those form-fitting socks and that that's almost I, I think a, a problem that I have with uh, just selling them is that they look a little bit smaller because they're supposed to be a skin over your foot to kind of protect you from uh, you know friction and they look a little small and people say oh that won't fit on my foot but no that's the perfect sock for you it, it won't blow out you know we've had people hike the AT trail and they they came to our office here and they said hey I hiked the AT trail with one pair of your socks and they were the only ones that didn't blow out the whole trail I think that person's on the PT trail now with that same pair of socks and so mm-hmm. you know the proof is in the just the fact that I, I can't, I'm trying to wear them out every day. Like I have a pair of so socks that I'm wearing every, like every time I can. And I'm not trying to sell socks. them or I'm not trying to sell socks to my listeners. Like I literally have a handful of minus 33 socks. I've had them for many years, maybe five mm-hmm. years now, and they have not worn out. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, I'm a minimalist. I have only so many things of things and those socks will will and have not worn out at all not even not even a slightest in the foot pad or anything and i mm-hmm. and it was so funny when i when i when i met when i saw that you were at oms i went over to you and i was literally wearing those socks cuz that's what i travel with that's what i hike with that's what i snow machine with that's what i ski tour in that's what i went to peru on, for four months last fall in you know mm-hmm. and they have not worn out and i love them and they don't stink afterwards and it's I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. So I was like, heck yes, I want to interview with you and let's <laughs> tell everyone about the Wonders of Wool. And that was, it was just so wonderful at OMS because I got to talk to so many people about yeah. socks and there were several people <laughs> yeah. there that had tried the socks or, you know, for one reason or another and, you know, just talking to them and it really made me realize that I think we got it right. But I'll say that even right now, I think I have uh, 38 reviewers that are you know, trying to provide feedback, you know, we gave them all socks to go run a marathons in and like, Hey, did you have any problems? Because that's the other side of it. You know, as soon as we stop trying to improve, someone's going to beat us. Um, and, and uh, we, uh, we really do want to make the best socks possible, or maybe I, I just want to make the best socks possible because I have sock machines and it just seems like the the (laughs) most fun thing I could be doing. So (laughs) That's so awesome. Your, your, um, energy and love for wool and socks and, you know, um, giving to the outdoor community in a way that like keeps people safe and warm and happy is literally contagious. I can see it on your face. And I just love that about you. It's so fun. I, uh, I, you know, and a little bit about me, I never thought I'd be able to get into this industry, uh, because, you know, minus 33 started small and I had a career and, and whatnot, but uh, coming here and making socks and making some of the best garments that like, you know, I love wearing it just, it's very rewarding. And then just t- interacting with people that have worn the stuff, taking their feedback. Uh, it's just, it's the best job in the world and, and selling a product that I know is keeping people alive in the wilderness. That's it. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> One thing that I really love about Minus 33 is this search and rescue program that they have going on. So one of the most common things hikers are unprepared for is an unexpected night on the mountain. Many set out on what they think is going to be a simple day hike, forgetting to pack warm clothes in case of an emergency. 
Minus 33 recycles gently worn returns and garments with minor defects that are then assembled into kits. The kit is a head-to-toe outfit of warm clothing. The kits go along on search and rescue missions, and once the victim is found, they can put the kits on and start getting warmed up immediately. This helps to prevent or delay hypothermia. If you want to read more about this program, go to minus33.com and type in search and rescue. You see what I mean? Lawson is the most excited person about wool I've ever met. Thank you so much to Lawson at Minus33 for being on the show today. And thank you for listening to this podcast. And go get some wool. Check out Minus33.com and use code SHARPEND for 15% off now until the end of December. And don't forget that I have a new YouTube channel. So go to YouTube.com, type in the SharpEnd podcast, and like and subscribe so you can watch all the new videos that come out on the SharpEnd podcast. And as always, remember, play hard and be smart.